Heavenly Father, we thank you for your presence. Thank you that you're not a distant God. You're over all things, but you're really close. And it's always such a joy and an honor to know that even though we're separated in homes all over, not just the, the region or the county, but across the nations, and yet today your church has been able to approach you with confidence, knowing that you love us. And now, Lord, as we come to your word, which is a lamp to our path and a light to our feet, we pray, God, that you would speak to us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Ben. That was wonderful this morning. Just so appreciate all that you're doing. Well, it's a great joy to um, come around the Word of God, and we've been looking at wisdom from the book of Proverbs, not just on our Sundays, but day after day. There's been a lot of us who have been taking a chapter a day, and we've been looking at the wisdom, the vast wisdom that there is in this book that's often referred to as the book of wisdom. I'm not the finished product. There's a lot that needs to happen in my life to fulfill the purpose and the destiny that God has on me. But I know that I wouldn't be who I am today if it hadn't been for the very, very many people that have been a part of my life and been a part of my journey. Many of you watching this today are among those number. We impact each other, don't we? Whenever we have some form of interactions, we leave something of ourselves and we take something from someone else. And there's a verse in Proverbs, in Proverbs 27, Verses 17, and it says this, As iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. I, I looked over my life, and I'm so amazed at the number of people that have helped sharpen me on this journey of my life. There are so many of them. In fact, I was going through my phone and I was looking at the contacts there are in my phone. My phone tells me I've got 935 contacts programmed in with phone numbers. And these are just a, a small sample of the many friends and the many people that have been a great blessing into my life and I pray in some way that I've been a blessing into them. And whether you're an introvert or an extrovert, whether you're an optimist or a pessimist, whether you are a glass half full or a glass half empty sort of person, whether you like your own space or you hate your own space, it doesn't matter. One thing is absolutely certain, and that is if you're going to fulfill the potential that God has placed within your life, if you're going to come close to fulfilling that, you need people to sharpen you. There's no other way. You can't, you can't do it locked behind closed doors. And, you know, some people have really enjoyed something of the isolation of this season, and they're a bit concerned. They've got some anxieties about re-emerging into the world. And I understand that, and I get that. But I want you to know 
that people are not a burden to interact with. People are like flint, sharpening like the flint that's in your life to sharpen one another for us to be the people of God that we're called to be. We can't be what God's called us to be alone. It's not the way God has designed us. Many of the Proverbs that we've been looking through over the past few weeks, they talk about our interactions with other people. And I just took a few moments to review some of the sharpening that has happened in my life. I've, I've been so blessed to have wonderful parents in my life. My mum turned 70 yesterday. I hope she doesn't mind me saying that. And um, my parents have been some of the most godly and generous people. And I remember growing up in a home where they were kind and hospitable to lots of people. There were always people back at our home after Sunday church. And uh, there were all sorts of people that would come through the home. And my parents were so loving. And they believed the best in people. And they were so gracious and still are so gracious today. And I think something of that child growing up in that environment, something of that sharpened me. Something of that interacted with me and made me partly who I am today. I remember when I left full-time education, I worked with an evangelist for two years, an amazing lady called Marilyn Harry. Marilyn Harry is as Welsh as they come. And she is passionate for souls. I, she would give up anything to reach one person with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And she used to travel, well, she still does all over the country, preaching this good news of the gospel. And I had the privilege of just traveling with her and the team over two years, going into a different town or village or city week after week. And there was something of her life and her passion that interacted with mine and sharpened me I think my passion for souls today obviously comes because of the gospel and its compelling nature, but it came because of my interactions with Marilyn, that incredible woman of God. I remember when I, um, after that period of time, I got married and uh, the work I was doing, working with this evangelist was voluntary, so we had absolutely zero income and I'd met my wife Nita, more about her in just a moment, during that period of time, and we decided to get married, and we were young, we had no savings, we had very little um, to really count to go towards getting married and getting a home and all that sort of stuff. So I got a job in an accountancy office as an accounting technician. And in this office, it was quite a big company, there were two bosses that I had. One of them was old management style, and one was modern management style. The old management style, he loved to walk in the office and to, and to intimidate people. He loved to go around and make everybody know who was boss and to make them feel scared of him. And I saw people, they used to pretend to work hard when he came in the room, but their hearts weren't in it. And then we had another manager who was modern management and he had a real care for people. He would look for the gems of wisdom in them. And I remember him taking me into the office one day and saying, Mark, I've been watching you. And I'd like, to, uh, I'd like us to sponsor you to get trained up for what you're doing. And he made me a manager of a department that everyone was significantly older and more experienced than I was. And he believed in me. 
And there was something of my interactions with that manager that rubbed off on me. And particularly seeing the contrast of the two, I thought, I know which one I want to be in my life. You see, people shape us. They interact with us. They leave something of their engagement with us. And unless we have those contacts, we can't become the people that God calls us to be. Sometime later, I remember we went to our first pastorate in Derby. And there were some beautiful people in that church. We loved that church and loved the people there. And there were hospitable people who took us into their home. And they loved us. You know, there were people, I remember going back to my first Caribbean home and experiencing rice and chicken for the first time and just seeing the grace and the joy in this home and thinking, I'm so glad I'm part of this family. And they helped shape something. There were others who were so kind. There were others who put their arms around us and encouraged us. And there were people who helped shape us and mold us and sharpen us. My life has been blessed with lots of people that have played a part in shaping my life. I don't think I would be today who I am without them. There have been so many others. I mentioned Nita, my wife. 29 years we'll be married now. Wow, what a miracle that is. And she's the most open, authentic person I've ever met. I love her more now than I did when I first met her because relationships are good. There's something that's a blessing in our lives when we do it God's way. And I'm so grateful for her interaction. And she's helped mold me and shape me to be someone that is on a journey to become who God wants me to be. But it would not be possible without her contact. I think of my kids. One of them was can't really call her a kid. My daughter, she was singing this morning so beautifully. And I see so much in my kids that inspire us and challenge us. See, the relationships do that at times, don't they? They challenge us. I remember when my kids were younger, there was one night I was tucking them into bed and had a bit of a routine where we'd read some stories. And I remember lying next to my son, my middle son, Luke, and um, lying just on his bed, and he was reading one of his stories, and I was listening to him read. But the thing was that I wasn't really listening to him reading. He was sort of facing one direction. I was facing the other, and I thought I'll be really clever here because he needs to read as part of his growth and part of his development, but it doesn't really matter whether I listen or not. I'm just going to turn to the side, and I'm going to answer a few emails on my phone while he's speaking. And then... After a few moments, I just noticed that he'd stopped reading. And he said, Dad. I said, why have you stopped reading, son? He said, Dad, you're not listening. And that hurt. (laughs) I thought, you're right, son. I'm so sorry. And even out of the the mouths of children can help shape our priorities and who we are and how we become and the things that form our lives. I'm so glad for those human interactions for those relationships, for those flint-sharpening flint moments of our lives from all ages. And in Rediscover, there are so many people, precious people, that have helped make me. I'm a, different, I'm a different person to what I was seven years ago when I came here. And, uh, and I hope that's because the work of the Spirit's active in my life, but it's because many of you have helped shape me. 
and it helped me to sharpen up who God's called me to be. And I'm so grateful for the church and the team, the wonderful team we have here, and so many people that God has blessed this church with. There are some others in my life. And um, I haven't um, pre-organized anything, but on, on this, you know, sometimes you watch Michael McIntyre on a Saturday night, and he does that send all text. You know, where he gets someone's phone, and he sends a text to everybody. Well, I, I thought I'm going to take a bit of a risk this morning. I've not pre-warned anybody this, but I wondered if I could dial a couple of people that um, have been key people in my life just to say thank you. Now, they may be preaching somewhere this morning, which, in which case it would be really embarrassing. Um, the, the likelihood is it pro it's probably going to go to voicemail, to be honest. But um, I've got a mic here. I'm going to put it on speakerphone and see if I can just call. I'm going to try phoning John Glass. John Glass used to lead the Elam churches, and uh, he's a good friend of the church here. But he's been an amazing friend of Nita and ours uh, and mine. And um, John has being someone that I've watched him bring the best out of people. I've watched him encourage people. Let's see if we can get him. He's got no idea I'm going to do this. Speaker. Got the microphone on? It's going to go to voicemail probably. Is this mic on? Probably stood on a stage somewhere preaching and saying, Why is Mark trying to Welcome phone me? To BT Mobile. It's voicemail. I'm going to leave a message for him. Please leave a message after the tone. When you've finished recording, please hang up or press hash for more options. Hey, John. Uh, John, this is Mark Pugh from Rediscover. Um, John, I'm in the middle of preaching right now and I'm trying to explain to people that. People who come into our lives, they're like flint sharpening flint. And I just wanted to publicly just say, you have been one of those people in my life that you have helped sharpen me, you have inspired me and blessed me. And I know I took a bit of a risk trying to get hold of you while I'm in the middle of preaching, but I just wanted to say thank you and God bless you. Lots of love to you and Marilyn. Bye-bye. How do I switch that off? There you go. Should I try one more? When I... When I went to Birmingham to minister at a church, there was a, a man that I had the privilege, a couple that I had a privilege of working alongside. His name was Nigel Tween. Um, Nigel is one of the most godly people I know. And uh, in fact, when I first came here to the church, I felt that I probably needed to get a wristband on my, uh, that I wore that said, what would Nigel do? Because um, his instinct in pastoral life and pastoral ministry is so godly. And he's taught me so much. And he, again, he's probably preaching somewhere. But let me just see if I can get hold of him now. Let's see if this rings out. I wonder who's in your phone book. Hello, Mark. Hey, Nigel. Nigel. Hi, mate. I'm, I'm in the middle of preaching on, the sta on a stage and live streaming. And okay. And I'm speaking this morning, and I know you, this is completely unprepared. I'm speaking on how God brings people into our lives to sharpen us. Sure. And, and I've just been 
letting them know just how I wouldn't be the person I am today if you had not been one of those flint-like people in my life to sharpen me wow. and inspire me. Wow. And I just wanted to publicly say thank you to you for just the blessing that you have been, uh, you and Rachel, Tanitra and myself. And wow. thank God, I would not be who I am today. And I've got a long way to go on that journey, but you have been a great inspiration. And uh, wow. hey, Mark, listen, man, I, I love you guys and uh, love you and Nita. And uh, yeah, it's been just fabulous working with you. And uh, we kind of still following after Jesus and uh, kind of trying to be the, the men God wants us to be, you know, so all power to you. Thank you. Bless you, Nigel. I, I've got a sermon to finish off, so I'm going to go, but <laughs> thank you so much for letting me drop in on you this morning. I hope you're not in the middle of preaching somewhere. And, no, uh, that's fine. But I just finished, actually, so that's great. Okay, fantastic. Lo lots of love to you both. Take care. Bye. Yes. I wonder who's in your phone book that's helped sharpen you. There's so many people. As I read Proverbs 27, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another, and without such people, we wouldn't be who God's called us to be. Proverbs reveals so much wisdom about our relationships, and there are some principles that we need to be aware of, and I'm just going to go through these really quickly in regards to our relationship. First of all, there are some people maybe in your phone book that shouldn't be in your phone book. Proverbs 12, 26 says this, the righteous choose their friends carefully, but the way of the wicked leads them astray. You know, the, the role of influence, you see, as, shit, as, as flint sharpens flint, there's a, there's a way for bad company in our lives to corrupt us, to bluntness, not sharpness. And there's, there's a role and there's a time in our lives where we need to create boundaries around things. And there are sometimes we need to just pause or delete or just create some boundaries of healthiness around our lives. And maybe there are some people that you need to do that with in your own life. But those who should be in your phone book, those who should be in your life, there are some ways to handle those relationships which are wise. And I'm just going to quickly run through these with you. Firstly, cherish these people and be faithful to them. This is in the context of marriage, but Proverbs 5.18 says, May you rejoice in the wife of your youth, a loving doe, a graceful deer. May her breast satisfy you always. Worship team wondered why that was on the screen earlier on, that scripture. Thought it was a new song they were learning. It says, May you ever be intoxicated with her love. Guys, Make it your goal to be loving and cherishing and faithful to your wife as long as you live. Wives, make it your commitment to place your husband, your priority in your life just below Christ. Be faithful. Be cherishing. Why be intoxicated with another man's wife? I love Proverbs 3, 3. It says this, let love and faithfulness never leave you. This is not just talking about marriage now. But let love and faithfulness never leave you. When you have an issue in your mind with somebody, look 
in your hands and say, love and faithfulness, I am not going to let these out of my grip in my interactions with this person. I'm going to make sure that every thought I have, every word I say, every attitude I form, every role play my mind tries to get me to go down, I'm going to make sure that love and faithfulness is in the mix of that. I will not let go of those. There are people that you've lost in your phone book that should be in your phone book because you've let go of love and you've let go of faithfulness. I'm so glad that God is a restorer and a healer, but it takes doing it his way, not our way. As well as being cherishing and faithful, we are called to be kind to others. Proverbs 11:17 says, your own soul is nourished when you are kind, but you destroy yourself when you are cruel. Don't be cruel to other people. Let kindness nourish your relationships and nurture your own soul. You know, I see that during this time of isolation, it's easy for our mind to play tricks about some of the relationships of people that we've not seen for a while. It's easy to interpret the silence as a lack of love, as a lack of understanding, as a lack of care. And our mind plays tricks. In normal circumstances, if you were working together, if you saw each other on Sundays, once a week, you might, when you meet them, you might think, oh no, they're a really nice person. Why did I have that thought? But you've not had those regular meetings. And so maybe some of your thoughts have gone rampant. Maybe some of your thoughts have gone rogue. And I want to instruct you from God's word, be kind. Be kind to those that God brings into your life. Thirdly, be teachable. Proverbs 13 verse 10 says, Pride only breeds quarrels, but wisdom is found in those who take advice. It's so hard, isn't it, to think that other people might have an opinion about us that's more right than our own? That's a tough one. And I've seen many friendships get lost over the years. Many entries in our, in our contact list have been deleted because there's pride that's coming to the relationship. One of the Proverbs says, The true and faithful are the wounds of a friend. Better to have the wounds of a friend than the flattery of an enemy. That there are times we need people. That's part of the flint sharpening flint that we allow them to knock some edges off us. We allow them to challenge some of the darkness of our own soul. Be teachable. And also, be gracious. Proverbs 19 verse 11 says, a man's wisdom gives him patience. It is to his glory to overlook an offense. An offense comes towards you. You think, I can't go forward with that offense. And it says it's to your glory if you look over it and step over it 
and progress the relationship and not allow that to stop you progressing forward. It is to your glory to do that. Church, as we land here, I'm going to ask the band to come back on the stage. Don't be isolated. Don't be alone. You will not be the man or the woman or the young person that God has called you to be if you live your life isolated. Don't be proud. You will not accomplish the purposes of God in your life if you try to grab hold of your heart. Don't be close to God in bringing new people into your life. Church, I want to encourage you. If your contact list has been settled for years, if it's been a while since you've made some new entries into your contact list, you're probably a bit dry. You're probably in a rut. You know, I think there might be some people in the church that have had the same relationships of the seven years that I've been here. And there's lots of new people coming to the church, but none of them have made their way into their contact list. I want to, I want to encourage you. There are people among those new number that will sharpen you. But you need to step out of your ruts, guys. Don't, it's not a ration here. You're not saying I've got limited capacity. I'm going to drop those people I've been faithful and walked with all these years. But don't be a click. Don't be a rut. You need new people in your life to bring new sharpness. Don't be closed to bringing new people in your life. And if you've not ever joined our life tables, what an amazing opportunity these are to meet new people. Just... They gather just in a small group, digitally online, so it doesn't take a long time. You don't have to travel anywhere. And you meet new people. And people are buzzing with, it's been great to meet people I've never met before. And it's there for that reason. And finally, before I ask you to grab your phone and maybe respond in an unusual way this morning, I want to encourage you, don't squander the opportunity to be sharpened you can't do it alone I thank God for all of those people in my life that have helped me so far become the person that God's called me to be and I pray that as all of us lay on our final moments of this life we will look back and we will be able to make gratitude prayers for the many hundreds, the many thousands of people that God has brought along our path that have helped us in this life. I wonder if there's some people that you can just contact in your phone book now. I wonder if, just take your phone out. Just look at some people and think, I'm so grateful for them. When was the last time you told them that? I don't do enough what I just did with some friends. And neither do you. What a wonderful moment this would be if all across the church, people's phones suddenly were buzzing with text messages, with phone calls. And you might say, well, I've got nobody in, in my phone book from the church. That highlights an issue. No, that does. 
that's something I want to really encourage you to remedy and get fixed. Don't contact the office and say, can you send me some contact details? We can't do that for data protection. But when you make friendships, you can exchange numbers. Join a life table. Come and be a part of that. Come on, why don't you just now, as part of your response, because we can, prayer is powerful and prayer is beautiful, but we want to be doers, not just hearers. Are there some people now that you can text? Might be family members, might be friends, might be work colleagues. May not, they may not know Jesus, but they've shaped you in some way. They've had an impact and just tell them, thank you. Hey, just say, I'm just at church this morning or I'm watching church online and I'm just reminded of the people that have been special in my journey and I just want to take this moment to say thank you to you for being one of those. Lord, I thank you. I'm humbled that I've been so blessed with so many precious people in my life. God, I, there are thousands I could mention, I could phone today. God, I'm so humbled by that. I'm an introvert. I'm not, you know, I, I don't find it necessarily easy to put myself around, but God, you've brought people into my life and you've blessed me and I believe I've embraced them and loved them and honored them. And Father, I thank you. Wow, it was beautiful. I'm just getting some texts from people now saying thank you to me. Wow. That feels good, doesn't it? Jesus, thank you for our friends, old and new, past, present, and future. We honor you, Father, for them. Break us free from our isolation now. A society begins to think about reopening. God, may we not go into a cave. May we come out and, Lord, whether we hug us or not, may we embrace people and maybe welcome them into our lives or maybe say, sharpen us. Make us Christ. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So, Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that as iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. May your blessing be upon your word. May this not be a moment. May this be a lifestyle, we pray. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen. You might want to take some time this afternoon to keep working through that contact list and keep blessing people and be a conduit of blessing. Help other people with anxieties as they emerge from this period of isolation and let them know that when they come out that you're going to be there cheering for them and encouraging them and blessing them. Help them overcome that anxiety in Jesus' name. Bless you guys. Thank you so much for being with us today. We're about to close our broadcast and we're going to go to our church news in just a moment and it's going to let you know the various things that are coming up and uh, we encourage you just to hold on for a few more minutes and to understand what's taking place. Can I encourage you to read the emails we send out as well and watch the social media posts and participate. Be part of the community of God's people as much as possible. Bless you guys. Thank you for your giving. Thank you for your sacrifice into the life of the church. Various ways you can give. Rediscoverchurch.com forward slash give. We'll give you that information. Thank you for your faithfulness. The Lord bless you and we'll see you soon.